We want to thank you for subscribing to the WEHC Keys of the Game podcast, and we'd like to take a moment of your time to let you know that WEHC is a listener-supported radio station. All of our programs, sports broadcasting, engineering, and podcast expenses come from the funds we raise. So it is a time like this, if you enjoy Emory Henry College football and you enjoy the broadcast that Josh Floyd and myself, Gary Lester, bring you, then please take a moment of your time and donate to this station. We have a modest goal of raising $30,000 to cover the next six months expenses. You may make a tax-deductible donation to WHC by calling 276-944-6593 or online at wehcfm.com. Getting ready to get down, getting ready to get down, getting ready to get down. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Keys to the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'll be joined in just a moment by head football coach Kurt Newsom. The Wasps traveled down to Newberry, South Carolina this past week to take on the two-time reigning South Atlantic Conference champion Newberry Wolves. The Wolves entered the game having won 20 of the last 24 games in the SAC Conference, and they also had their eyes on another conference championship. But before the game was over, it became a game for the record books. It was the longest game in D- Division II history and the second longest game in the history of college football. Penn State and Illinois set the record with nine overtimes in 2021. In the end, the Wasps fell to the defending sack champion in the eighth overtime on what was called the Philly Special as wide receiver Andre Banks hit the quarterback, Brandon Phillips, in the end zone to close out the game 25-23 to in favor of the Wolves. Coach, that was a painful game to watch, and I know I saw so much. The young men out on the field were so <laughs> despondent, and I know it's hard to find the words to say to them, but, but I'd like to start with you kind of telling us what you did say, and then I know you have them in on Sunday, so maybe you had more to say that after sleeping on, if you did sleep. Yeah, well, you know, initially after the game on Saturday night, your initial statement is bringing those guys together. And, I, you know, I don't ever tell them I'm proud of them after a loss, but I, I told them that night that I was very extremely proud of them and how they had played. And then Sunday, uh, you know, I shouldered the blame, and I'm not looking for a pity party, but, uh, you know, there were some things I did late in the game that I'd like to do over. So I, I let them know that uh, that I was looking at myself in the mirror and trying to fix that, and hopefully we're trying to fix uh, everything that we can do and, and look in the mirror first and you know, and I talked talk to him about a situation that I wish I had to do over again and and understand that how hard they played and how well they played, that uh, I was very proud of their effort in a in a environment that was uh, different because, uh, you know, we haven't been a lot of places where there's a crowd that is, you know, kind of changes the complexion of the mm-hmm. game and and it does at their place so um anyway it was it's a tough loss but it i think it proved we've got a good football team well i think it certainly did that uh, newberry's 20 out of 24 and the last since 2020 in the sack uh they are 12 and 4 at seltzer field 
Um, it is a tough environment to play, and, and they have good crowd supports. I, I, they did not travel real well up here last year because I remember the fan stands weren't too full, but, boy, they have big crowd crowd support. They've got that band going, and it, 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 it towards the end of that game, it was a tough environment out there. Oh, there's no question, and we actually – that played a part in where we were picking the field to go. We, we, we wanted to be away from the band because they weren't very cordial. Uh, they were playing close to the time the, the ball was being snapped. And I think we've got a policy where you can't, but they, they worked it right up till the time we were uh, getting to the line of scrimmage. So, uh, you know, that was a little different, but uh, they did have a good crowd. And, you know, we travel well. Yeah. Now, even, to, even to Newbury, South Carolina, uh, for Emory people to be down there, um, you know, our alumni support, we don't take a backseat to anybody in this league. No. Or we, we never will, I don't think. Well, let's talk about a little bit. Eight overtime in this game before it's finally decided, and we did come out up on the short end. I mean, it's painful loss, but does that make it tougher getting the focus, getting the young men's focus back on this week's? I mean, it, it ain't. It's not getting any easier because Wingate's coming in here, and so does it make it tough to get their focus back and get them up off the floor? Well, I was concerned with that. Uh, Yesterday at our Sunday practice, you know, because, you know, I was I was moping and just down in the dumps. And, uh, you know, they they handled it better than I did. And I, I don't think they were happy. But, uh, you know, I told them, like any Sunday, our game needs to end right now at practice. So let's get a practice in and that game is completely over. They've already watched the film mm-hmm. offensively, defensively, and special teams. And so when we get out on the field, this ends it. It's it's completely over. Now, it, it hadn't been quite like that for me up to this point, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ending it as uh, fast as possible. But uh, they handled it well, and I told them how much I cared about them and uh, – and they're they're this this football team uh, is it's fun to go out and practice. It's, oh yeah, you know we've we've got a bunch of good good kids. You know when you when you go to a place and the people at uh, Golden Corral where you eat say, "Hey, your guys have are very very appreciative," and a guy at the gate at Newbury says, "I've been working this gate for players to come in for ten years and." Uh, your guys are the most polite guys that that have ever been here. You know that means a lot. Didn't win a game, but I mean it, it's mm-hmm. it's you're still proud of them for the way they behave and and what what they do. And I wasn't sure. And I actually told the team last night. Uh, you know, I said the middle of the summer I was concerned about our leadership, about where we were. We didn't have a good summer. And uh, I really do. Uh, this team, I, I really think, is is special as a group. We've mm. got we've gotten great leadership, and we've overcome a bad summer. And uh, we just need to win some football games. Yeah. Well, you could easily be three and zero at this point in time. And 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 you said that you took partial part of the blame for for this loss. And so I want to go back into the game a little bit and talk about it. And maybe we'll get to the, some of those places that you were talking about. There was a crucial series in the first half and you usually, you know, 
it's hard to single out a series in the first half. But we defensively, we had taken it to them. They had only had one first down throughout the first quarter. They had not made a third down conversion. They only had 60 yards of offense. We took the ball in the late first quarter and drove down in the second quarter to the eight-yard line. It looked like we were about to cash in. And and from what I saw, because I was sitting up above their sideline, I mean, they were milling around like lost sheep down there. And we were about to go in, and we're at third and eight. We get a holding call, moves us back to third and 18. And then Charles Mutter, bless his heart, he's trying to do more than he probably should, trying to make something happen when it just wasn't there, and he throws an interception. And it's just that right there I thought was a key point of the game. Well, on the third and eight, we get a touchdown on the holding call. Yeah, that's true. And I actually turned it into the head of officials, and he agreed that – and I, I, could, I could see that. And it was from an older player, uh, Ricky, wouldn't mind me – saying that Ricky mm-hmm. Dotson and uh but uh and we 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 score on that play and then you know we get we get backed up a little bit and uh the one thing you can't do in the red zone is is throw an interception and Charles uh, Mutter has been nothing but special up to this point and you know he's learning you know he's yeah. this is yeah. his Oh, you know we've we've played three this year. I think he started two last year. He's played five college football games. Now his uh, top end level. I mean, there's no telling where he can go and how good he can be. And I think it's special, but you you've got to learn situational football. And you know, in in his defense, he got hit as he threw it. Mm-hmm. And I think that had something to do with it. He's trying to complete a pass, and it was underthrown because he was uh, he was hit. So uh, you know, it's it's something we you you can't do. And we knew going in that it was going to be a defensive football game. You know, they they have a great defense. Their offense is very average, and uh, so we knew it was going to be tough for us to get points. And to get those three points would have been very critical at the time. But uh, that game, there were so many critical moments mm. that you, you can't even count them. You know, it, it, yeah. winning or losing in that game, there were, you know, you can count probably 40 situations. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know. And in going through the, the film and looking at the stats for this game, it was like, where, where do we start and where do we stop? Because – we don't have time in 30 minutes to go through this game. But I, I thought that really brought their sideline and their team to life. We could have been up two scores, and they really hadn't done anything. Deep no, no. We, we, and that, that would have been – even to get the three points yeah. would, have been, would have been special at that time. And we knew that was, uh, that was important. But, you, you know, you got to keep playing after that. So you have a little adversity, and our kids understand that. And – you know, let's let's go back and let's try to win this thing. Well, and you speak about the kids, uh, you know, come overcoming the adversity there and continuing to play. If we go back into this first half again, there was a series right before the half, and, and, and Charles threw another interception. They got the ball in the 20 and drove down. It looked like they were going to cash in. Um, T.J. Payne works some of his magic again, gets his fourth pick in the end zone, but due to a penalty uh, on – Caleb Lundy, we get the ball out to the 10, but 
The situation is this. It's a minute and 35 seconds left and a half. They've got two timeouts. If they force us to punt, we're probably going to be punting out of the end zone. And they'd already bushwhacked Ethan Muncy once. So I, th- I thought that was a critical. Oh, that was huge. You know, we were concerned. I was shocked they didn't call timeout ah, early on. I was yeah. going to send them a thank you card over there. But, uh, you know, they didn't call a timeout. And, you know, great play by TJ. I mean, just, you know, just what happened to us at our end, you know, we we do it to them down at their mm-hmm. end. You know, red zone picks change games completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were concerned we were going to just run the clock out. And then uh, once once we got it, we, we actually talked about taking a shot. Uh, after we got our first yeah, first down, yeah, you did get a first down, and we once we got the we knew how critical the first down was because we didn't want to punt again, so we got the first down and we we talked about it and I said, uh, no, you know we've got a lead, we're at the twenty yard line, we, you know we've got those two big tall wideouts. Mm-hmm. You, you, sometimes you want to just throw it up and take a shot, but at that time we didn't think it was the right thing to do. The biggest thing we did correct there was get the first down yes and uh for whatever reason todd knight lets you all the minute 35 is when they spotted the ball and it was below one minute before you snapped it yeah oh oh, we were we milked it we we called milk and to to milk the clock and and we were thinking that there was going to be a timeout called and and they didn't get that so yeah. And then they they uh, decided, hey, we're going to go after a punt. So uh, um, Todd Knight's a great football coach, and I, I know he had a plan. Yeah. Well, we're going to move over to the second half, and I want to talk about that briefly and then get into the overtime periods. But before we do that, we'll take a uh, short break here, folks, and uh, then we'll be right back to talk about the second half. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, heritage-inspired, full-bodied cider varieties made with Southwest Virginia apples that are pressed in-house and fermented on-site. Award-winning ciders in the new tap room, located in the Abingdon Commons next to the Abingdon Farmer's Market and Abingdon Visitor Center. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, Appalachian to the core. And we're back. Thanks for listening to Keys of the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'm joined here in the studio by head football coach, Kurt Newsom. Coach, we're going to talk about the second half a little bit. Um, both teams come out and third quarters are not a whole lot. The defense kind of dominates still, but then they hit this 85-yard bomb, and uh, just which is shocking against our secondary, but... Uh, you know, just we just fell like dominoes as he continued to run. And what happened on that play that he got so open? Well, we were we were in in uh, man coverage, and uh, you know he, you know they didn't throw it eighty five yards. They, no, they, they 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 ran it, and that, you know that was their best best athlete, the one guy that concerned us. And uh, you know he he catches it. Uh, we. Go underneath, try to pick it, and uh, when we go underneath and try to pick it, uh, you know you you've got to make the interception yeah. or or uh, you know one of the bands is going to be playing <laughs> either ours or theirs. So uh, you know when you don't pick it, uh, their band plays. When you do pick it, our band plays. 
and that's 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 kind of what happened. And uh, he's a little dynamic guy that can that can run. And uh, you know they hadn't hadn't done anything offensively the whole entire game. No, and uh, so. TJ made a gamble. He's you know he's got a lot of picks, and uh, he went underneath. And if you go underneath, that's that's what happens. Well, in that play, eighty-five yards. They only threw, I think, for a hundred and eighty-four, eighty-three yards. So that one play put them over. They would be underneath a hundred yards passing. Yeah, without that play. And our secondary's been playing very very well. And I was shocked at how. Sean Collins almost ran him down. I mean, he came from across the field and almost ran him down, just kind of overran him, and then the kid yeah, cuts back. Sean, Sean is a great athlete, and TJ's a great mm-hmm. athlete, and they're both off to great starts this season. And we feel really good about our secondary, the way they're playing right now. You know, we've we've lost one. We were missing a starter last week, but um, Jacob Robinson, is... Jacob Robinson, who's uh, had a concussion, and uh, and hopefully he's going to be back soon. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But uh, anyway, we you know as much as many plays as TJ has made, and he was just trying to make a play and uh, and yeah. win the game for Emory, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's kind of what happened. Well, let's move on to the uh, the very last possession. There's a minute and 24 seconds left. It's tied 14-14, and we're all, we start that drive on the 15, our own 15. And Charles Mutter makes a ter- terrific run, picks up about 20-some yards. He also hits uh, Prelude for about a 30-yard pass. Um, and we drive it down to the Newberry 31, first and 10, and then things start yeah. to unravel. Well, you know, Parker Prelude makes a great uh, play to get us down there, and Charles runs runs the ball. He breaks out of the pocket to get us down there, and then so we 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 uh, have a play where we we put Cam uh, Abshire inside to run an out cut and get out of bounds, and you know. Leading up to that, there were some things that had happened. You know, right. we, we only had two. We only had one timeout right. at that time, and um, what happened was on our on our punt return team, we were Mitchell Walters, our special teams coach, was told that a player was concussed, so. Three players told him he was concussed. I don't know if a trainer did or not. So, but the player was still being evaluated, and the player had cleared concussion protocol. So, what happens was the player's not in when we count the special team. We go out on the field, and he goes out on the field. Well, Mitchell has been told that we don't have him. So he has already sent a replacement in. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we have 12 players on the field, so we have to use – that's our first timeout we have to use. So uh, then uh, the next timeout we have to use is because uh, they blitz us, and Charles, you know, as he gets older, he'll understand in a two-minute situation. And I promise you, I'm not putting any blame on Charles Butler. No. I think mm-hmm. he's special. And uh, so Charles 
says, uh, you know, he doesn't throw the ball away. And, they, you know, that we so we're down to no timeouts. Because you had to call a timeout because he was sacked. Yeah, he's sacked, so we, we had to use our last one. And there were only 17 <laughs> seconds yeah, left. Yeah, so then we're going to throw an out cut to uh, Abshire to get out of bounds and, uh, and, and gain, you know, put it in respectable distance for uh, Trace. So we, we throw the out cut, we execute it. The ball's a little bit low. You know, we're throwing to a freshman receiver who's uh, dynamic, and we're, we, you know, we've got Charles throwing the ball. It's a little bit low, and Cam thinks he has to go down to a knee to catch it. So <laughs> now the clock is continued to run. Now this is where, uh, you know, I take over and use bad judgment and uh, took an opportunity for us to win the game away. And uh, by that, I mean we we have two options there. We can clock the ball, which right. we should have done. And Mutter was trying to do and, that. And, and that's what we should have done. And we, we have a situation, but it's usually used for fourth down, and we work it. Uh, you know, in our in our script scrimmage and those type of things, where you go fast field goal and you get the field goal team on, but that's when you can't clock it. So I took an opportunity away from us because we should have clocked the ball at that situation and then tried the field right. goal as opposed to get the fast field goal on the field. And uh, so you know that's that's part of it and. You know, I've for seven years every Wednesday practice at Virginia Tech, and for however many years I've been here, we do a two-minute situation every Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we go through all these situations. So that's a lot of Wednesdays, that's and uh, you know, I, I I know better, and uh, it's you know I I take the blame for for us not trying to have an opportunity to kick a field goal and. And clock the ball, and uh, I've got to live with that, and uh, it's it's been hard up to this point. But uh, I'm 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 grown. I'll, I'll get through it. But uh, I don't want to take anything from this football team because I care about them, and uh, they're special to me. Well, the, the, we do. I think Mutter actually. I think I think the ball's actually snapped. They we get a penalty for illegal substitution. We got too many men on the field. It's a 10-second runoff. There's only three. End of game. So we go to the overtimes, eight of them. Now, I, we definitely don't have time to go through eight overtimes, but just uh, what what is it like? I mean, I think our listeners would like to know what it's like to be on that sideline, the players being out there, the decisions. That had to be gut-wrenching, um, the way that, that all played out. No question. I mean, it's <laughs> – there's nothing fun about that part. I still felt like we were going to win the game mm. because I, I, I thought we had the better football team. And, you know, we, we had our opportunities. Uh, they go out there on the first overtime, and they don't get any points. No, I, I felt like the game was over at that time. Uh, you know, I, I hate it for Trace, and Trace is definitely not the reason we lost the game. But, uh, you know, for the second year in a row, he had an opportunity and uh, nobody cares more than he does. And uh, he's been a solid uh, kicker for us. And 
and then uh, you go to the two point plays, and we you know we had a list of them, but we didn't have uh, we didn't have six of them ready, <laughs> and uh, because after two overtime periods from the twenty five. Uh, that's what you go to, and then you know Trace kicks one, and their their kicker makes one that I didn't think he was going to make neither. because he had missed the first one, and uh, a lot of decisions being made, and uh, then you know we we go to the two point play situation, and uh, you know it doesn't change anything for our guys, but they line up in an illegal formation. And th- and throw the two point play. Well, we score after you know, we score first. I think or no, I think we scored second. But anyway, it's it's the two point situation, and you know we send it in to the commissioner, and he tells us they were in a legal formation. That they didn't have enough men on the line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage. So I mean, we, I mean that's why we sent it in, and he agreed. There were several plays that we sent in, but uh, and he agreed with us on on most of them that the, uh, on the calls. But you know, that's that affects a hundred and some football players. It does, and you know, I don't think they would have scored from the eight yard line. So if they had been. If that had been called, they would have backed the ball up five yards for illegal formation, and they'd had to play over. But they would have been starting to the three from the eight. Yeah, yeah, they would have started at the eight yard line, and I mean uh, that's great that he says it's a teachable moment, but it, it cost uh, you know it cost Emory and Henry uh, you know maybe cost us. Uh, yeah, there's so many things in that game that yeah. you can say that cost us the game, but. I wanted the players to understand that I know how well they played, and let's put this one on coach. And uh, you know, he's coaches coached in a lot of games, and he should know better than that. Not giving us an opportunity to to win it. Well, and one last thing before we go on to some other topics here, but eighth overtime, Cam Peoples. I've watched that film. I've had it in slow motion, backwards and forwards. I've looked at it for about I don't know. I bet I've seen that play about 20 times now. I do not see how in the world he was not called as successful in crossing the goal line, the plane, because he was – what I saw was clearly in the inside. He, he was in the end zone. He was in the end zone. So there – I mean, we should have gone to the ninth, mm-hmm. and uh, we probably would have gone to whoever We knows, might still but, be down there. Yeah, we could still be in Newberry, but uh, – I hate that. You know, we we catch the ball. He's a slot receiver. He's going to run through the goal line. And, uh, yeah, I I think it was a very bad call. Didn't send that in because there's a seven-play limit. (laughs) And so so I didn't didn't send that in. But uh, I thought he was in the end zone. Well, let's talk. We're we're going to run out of time here. We got a tough game coming up with Wingate. But I do want to – you had some really good – I thought Addis nicely had uh, maybe his best game of the season on the defense. Addison's strong safety. Uh, I thought Addison nicely was the best player on the field. Uh, he saved our defense so many times. Uh, he cares so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just so glad he's coming back for another year. He, he's he's a special football player, and uh, you know he's a as good an open space tackler as I've ever seen. 
you know, he's uh, dynamic. He's extremely fast and uh, cares about Emory and Henry. I mean, I watched him work out, uh, you know, it's lightning out in the summer on the field, and he's <laughs> he's doing reps out on the football field. Jaquan Anderson, another 100-yard. He had 117 yards on 22 carries, a 5.3-yard uh, average there. Jaquan is, is, has become our our featured back he has really stepped up to the forefront and uh like what jaquan's all about and malik kennedy yeah yeah came in i was glad to see him oh i was glad to see what he could do broke some tackles and made some plays when there wasn't much there and i feel good about that situation uh in in the backfield ethan muncie again seven punts averaging over 40 yards 40.43.4 he continues to He's special yeah. guy, you know. The guy from Winget uh, is is the Rams punter this year, and uh, Ethan, you know, was a better <laughs> punter than him a year ago. The L.A. So, Rams, you're yes, talking, yes, yeah. the Los Angeles sure. Rams. Great day. Well, Ethan, just keep on kicking it. So, coach, we're about out of time. We got the Bulldogs coming up here. We beat them seventeen to ten in overtime last year. They're coming in one and two. They've lost to Mars Hill and Tusculum. It is my understanding that they're in desperation mode because their playoff chances don't look real good. So I think they're going to come up here with some blood in their eye, particularly after that overtime loss last year. And, boy, they need a win. So it's going to be a tough football game. I think they're the best football team we've played, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I really mean that. They had 400 yards. Tusculum had uh, 250. They shouldn't have lost that game. And I think Mars Hill may be the best team in this league. Well, Coach, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks so much for making this possible. And I'd like to thank Anthony Smith, Jr. for being our producer on this show. And we'll be back next week. So thanks for listening and so long, everyone.